You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen and other sort of genderassic nations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I am Jay, being joined by... Sam. And we're back to continue our binge of My Hero Academia, Season 4. We've got the last five episodes of the, of the season, uh, of Season 4. Uh, we're in the middle of the school festival arc. And after, th- after this binge, there'll be two more binges before I believe we'll be all caught up with the dub. Uh, and right around the corner will be the... Season 5. Yep. Uh, yeah, so after this binge, we'll have the OVAs, and then after that, we'll have Heroes Rising, but that's that's for later. Uh, so oh. Also, what's going to be fun is after that, we'll be doing individual episodes yeah. of My Hero, and you get to enjoy the same pain and suffering I went through for four <laughs> whole seasons. That's right, because you were watching this basically as it was airing, and oh, we're yeah. just like, oh, why did you have to end it there? whole thing that we're kind of going through with WandaVision right now, because as we record this, it is still February. <laughs> when this goes up, will probably be April at this rate. <clears throat> yeah, just building the backlog. Yep, we got to rebuild Break, that. Breaking that magic, though, when we're talking about it. <laughs> doesn't matter, doesn't matter. That's how, that's how we do. Um, but, yeah, so, school festival arc. Um, Class 1A is aware that they've built a lot of resentment with the rest of UA. <laughs> and it's a good thing they're even touching on that to begin with. Yeah. Other shows, other things, was like, alright, this is the main so cast. They focus so much on the, on the main cast, they don't really... Who cares about the side characters or Class B or business class or anyone else? You're right. And, you know, and so you don't... And because the stuff that's happening to, like, the whole school because of one class... They almost they don't always touch on what that is doing what that is doing to the other to the other people. I was almost going to say normal people, but nobody's normal at UA. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's this is again the thing that I like about my hero academia is it's they show the consequences of actions like them having to be put all in dorms. Then it's not have just to one A, it's put, one B, put, C, and all the rest. And get, going for their provisional licensing so much earlier. Than they normally would because uh, because Deku and Shoto uh, use their powers against Stain yep. when they didn't have a license to do so, and they're like, "Well, if you guys are gonna keep doing kind of like this, we're gonna have to get you some of those licensings yep. uh, so you uh, can can do it legally in the open, mm-hmm. not in a, a seedy back alley in the dark while others going down." And, so, but, and you know, by having this license, it removes some of the liability that you would uh, be smacked with. Especially their teachers. Especially their their, teachers. uh, Who they were training under. Their mentors, yeah. Um, Because, yeah, it reflects back on them. It's like you didn't teach them to hold back. Restraint. But this guy was literally about to kill a hero. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Yeah, there is the whole thing of mitigating circumstances, but that still doesn't make it okay that you almost broke this guy in half because you went all out with your powers against him kind of thing. You know, it's, it's not something that's always touched on in other, in other comic books. Marvel comics kind of does a lot, you know, as they bring up the occasional thing like superhero registration acts. Yeah, but that was like just an arc itself that, that wasn't like continuous throughout. The only thing that's kind of similar is the mutants. Yeah. 
because they have that and they have to deal with it and like prejudice and other. Well, things that was like that. because that was always the overarching theme of the X Men. Yeah. Uh, titles. Well, Spider Man still has a, a duality of his. Well, yeah. Spider-Man in his life. case, it's he's trying to balance being a hero in life. You know, his normal life with his hero life. But you get the and consequences on what happened to Uncle Ben. Exactly. You know, it's like he would much rather just not do anything with his with his powers, but it comes back down to those arc words, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And with the lack of responsibility, he showed, of course, referring mostly to the, the movie, mm-hmm. he let the crook get away and shot it. I mean, that's oh. that's been true in every adaptation of. Spider-Man. It was always that guy. It was it was it was you know it was always a case of he had the opportunity to stop uh. the guy and didn't, and then he found out later that guy had killed his uncle. It's like if I had only stopped him when I did, then all he had my to do was go flip and he's he's stopped. Or not even just flip. You know, in in, in in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, he didn't even have. Those, <laughs> uh, well, he did, but. Uh, he could have basically just like clotheslined the guy as he ran as he ran past, or just stepped in his nice. way. The guy that that he stole the money from <laughs> even came up to came, came up to him and was just like, "You could have taken that guy apart." And Peter just throws his own words back in his face. I missed the part where that's my problem. I'm sorry, that was a damn good line. <laughs> it was, but you know, it then got thrown back in his face again yeah, himself when he found out, you know, what happened. Um. So yeah, there's. The fact that they're touching on consequences so much more, and also how a society like has to function when eighty percent of it has some manner of superpower, you know that there are people that can work really uh, work well and do like construction work that they can use their powers to that to that extent. Like we saw with Uravity, she was going to use her, her and powers. Cementos in and Cementos, yeah, exactly. Um, and they also do touch on the fact that there are drawbacks to, to having these powers. It's like there are limitations to them, uh, and there are... Whether it be their power or their own mental blocks. Todoroki? Yeah, Todoroki, yeah, Todoroki has some serious hang-ups. You know, Deku has some hang-ups of his own. I mean, Todoroki's an unkillable, unkillable demigod. <laughs> Basically. If he just gets rid of his mental hang-ups, he is... He's ridiculous. Yeah, but if, yeah, that's one reason I think he has those hangups is to keep him is to keep him on a more manageable level, because otherwise he would just steamroll through everybody, and yeah. So and once he gets over those hangups, he'll be number one hero. <laughs> Make his dad proud, right? I think it's. I think we're going to see the three of them: Deku, uh, Bakugo, and Shoto as like top t- as like top tier guys. Oh, easily. The, like the three of them will be like all re- considered like number one in their own in the collectively as like number one. What I would really like, and I know this is a little off topic, there is an offshoot manga of um, young. I think it's young superheroes. They're um, damn. I forgot what it's, what it's, it's before. It's before the whole Deku stuff. There are. Antiheroes, mm, okay. not really antiheroes. Um, I think I've heard. I think I did see something about that online. That there are some like offshoot spinoff. Sort and it, of. It has to do with Stain. Okay, there, that's, he, that's he very interesting. That I kind of hope that gets it, some sort of adaptation. Yeah, he's like one of their villains that they take on. Okay, um, so but vigilantes. And, that's what it's called. Okay, yeah. Couldn't think, get the damn word out of my head. So with the school festival arc, you know the 
Class 1A decided uh, we kind of need to do something uh, to try to get try to win the school back to our side. They talked about doing all sorts of like food related things, and they were like, you know, with lunch rush, giving everybody practically gourmet food all the time, that's going to be really hard to top. So let's not do that. And they eventually settled on doing like a concert with you know them getting a band together and some you know special effects going on and dancers and. They sort of roped Jiro into into overseeing a lot of this with because you know she knows music and she has a great singing voice and she's painfully shy about, about the fact that they're put, pushing her into the spotlight, uh, which is something of an irony that you know someone who loves music like that is uh, doesn't really want to perform. Well, you saw the episode with her parents and they're musicians themselves. Yeah. And maybe she's always had them in the spotlight in front of her and just like kind of shied away from it because it, all yeah, the attention it brought them. Could be. And I, and I know that there are some creative types that mostly just do their thing for themselves. They don't really like uh, putting any putting their work out in the public eye a lot. Um, the closest example I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Emily Dickinson, you know, the, uh, who wrote, you know, the poet. Yeah. All of her poetry was found after she died, and when she and she knew she was going to die, she asked her family not to not to publish it. And guess what? <laughs> um, well, I guess it got published. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's that's one example, and then there are plenty of other cases of like musicians and actors and stuff who will. Do their go and perform and everything, but they're very private. Like, um, what's his name? The the musician wears the bucket on his head. Oh, buckethead. Buckethead. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember if that was what he actually what he's actually called, but yeah, him. Um, There, we've we've heard of plenty of actors who uh, will, yeah, they'll do some of the press stuff that they need to do to hype whatever TV show or movie that they're doing, but they otherwise keep. To themselves, they don't really like uh, their their private life being being in the public eye. <clears throat> so you know, maybe it's some as- something like that, you know, with uh, Jira. But we're, whatever the case, we'll find out more with her. But as all this is going on, we've also got Gentle Criminal, who is something of an I get more of an anti-hero vibe off oh, him. Yeah. Than he, anything, he, he, we'll get a little more of his backstory in the next couple. Yeah, episodes based on the thumbnails that I can see here, he's in at least the next two episodes. <laughs> um, but he's, yeah, he commits crimes, but he's prim- he's doing it to try to shine a spotlight on uh, corruption or injustices. Uh, or injustices. Like he robbed some convenience store, which is a part of a big corporate chain, and he was doing it to try to call attention to the fact that... The, He's that going after... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. He was yeah. going after them because they had uh, falsified the, the expiration dates on their yogurt or whatever. And then you've got him going after UA because, oh, they think every, we can put on a bright, smiley face even though they've had so many different problems. That they've had happened. so many security breaches, kind of. But he, kinda little kinda. does he know they're, they're <laughs> only putting it on so the kids have some kind of outlet. Right. Because, you know... And that was something else that got touched on uh, in the last binge. Uh, the police 
came to visit Prince, Principal Nezu and asked him not to do the school festival. And the, and the principal's like, I understand where you're coming from, but we need to give them something to brighten their days because it's, otherwise it's all doom and gloom. And doom we, and gloom, get your hero thing, go out there. And then that could break a fragile early spirit of heroics because, to because, make them even more kind of villainous. And yeah, the hero society as it is is already on a tipping point. With uh, All Might retired, there's no symbol of peace right now. Mm-hmm. The number one, the, the de facto number one hero is Endeavor, who himself recognizes, I am not the, I am not the man that All he's, Might was. I'm not fit to do this. No, well, he's, he, he, he's, can, he, can be, he can be the number one hero, but he can't be the symbol of peace. No, yeah. That's the thing. And for so long, the two, the two were conflated because of All Might's sheer sheer charisma and personality yeah uh and endeavor doesn't have that kind of charisma he has the talent but not the charisma you'll really like one of these episodes then <laughs> well i can see that he's also going to be the focus and uh in uh looks like the last episode of the binge today yeah because i see him in the thumbnail for episode 88 uh but so yeah gentle criminal and his uh harley quinn um la brava, brava. La brava are en route, or going to be en route, to the uh, to the school. We still don't know exactly what Gentle's uh, quirk is, but I suspect it's some, it has something to do with the tea that he likes to drink. Because him pouring tea and having teacups around is in every single scene that he's in. And could just be a Japanese thing. Could be, <laughs> but... In one of the, in the episode where he detailed the uh, the route that he and La Brava were going to be taking, he specified that they were going to stop at this one particular cafe because it it has this high end. It's like the only place in Japan that you can get this high end uh, this high end tea called Gold Tips Imperial, which we had just been introduced to earlier in the in the episode because Momo's parents had gotten her some and she had made and she had it's made some stupid expensive exactly. Yeah, so the fact that he is going to stop there for this tea could just be him his whole uh, gentleman's uh, gentleman thief sort of vibe that he gives. I mean, to, he could be himself. just getting like the higher end tea for a higher stakes crime. Could be. I suspect that there is something to it. You know for certain what what his quirk is because you've already seen this, and I'm. You and know, I saw don't tell he, he kind of gave it away in one of the, his videos too. Yeah, but it was very subtle. It was very subtle, and it was too and subtle would, for me to pick up. You would have only noticed if you were uh, if, if you were watching it again. Watching it again, you look at it and you're like, "Oh, wow, that was the hit." Yeah, okay, well, I'm sure we'll find out uh, in one of the next two, probably probably episode 85, because the thumbnail there shows him with some sort of glowy aura going on. Uh, so, which implies that he's using his quirk. But at any rate, that. I think we'll wrap up this intro, so we'll be back after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, the Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion.
Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, interesting end. We got, like, we finished up the school festival arc, and then we got a brief little... And gentleman. Uh, gentle criminal. Yeah, well, that was... I was sort of including that ah, in, okay. in the school festival arc. And we got a brief little mini arc focusing on Endeavor to wrap up the season. And... Yeah, that ending certainly gets gets things hype, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So we got a little bit of back. We got some backstory on Gentle and La Brava, and further emphasizes the whole antihero uh, nature of their characters. That Gentle had been uh, somebody that wanted to uh, be a pro hero, but his grades were terrible, and he kept failing the provisional exams and ended up having, and when he did try to intervene to help, uh, when he saw, uh, somebody in trouble, like a window washer, a window washer falling from his, uh, from his, uh, platform, he intervened, but his quirk prevented uh, an actual hero, flying hero, a flying hero from swooping in to save the day, blocking him. And, and it caused the platform to drop, bounce, and it land. the platform and not the person. Right. And, the, and yeah, the person ended up getting seriously hurt. So he had to drop out of the school, ended up being like a part-timer. Just Well, and you got to see that his... His family got affected by it. They were hating on the family because he was a part of the family. And his family, of course, was underneath all this immense pressure. And they and turned just on him. Turned on him. It's like, if it wasn't for you... This wouldn't be happening to us, sort of thing. And, and I think it was also, I think they tried to tell him that, you know, maybe the hero thing isn't for you. Right. And then not listening, and then getting their family hate on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I told you, just don't. Yep, and uh, when he did, and then after sometime after that, when he uh, ran into one of his former classmates from, like, school... Uh, who was now uh, like a pro hero, the guy was like, who are you again? Which broke him at that it, point. It, it broke him, and that is, it fed in, led to his dream of doing something that he would be remembered forever. Uh, and he basically sort of went, if I can't be remembered for being a hero, then I'll be remembered for being a villain. He also saw, he found one of the books when he was tearing through his office. Mm-hmm. History of Supervillains, I think. Yeah. Super villainry, but and they, and, you know that's another thing that that was sort of dropped throughout this these last few episodes, and they've been sort of hinting at it uh, over the course of the, the la- latter half of the season of other previous supervillains besides you know the League of Villains and All for One because they because really they, they, they mentioned they've mentioned, the, they've mentioned like the master some like master thief. Uh, in fact, I think it was actually in one of Gentle's videos. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned like some some master thief. He mentioned all for one, and he mentioned Destro. Destro, uh, human the meta meta human liberation the, the meta liberation army or whatever. Um, but but he, and we see that he apparently has a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It's from what they said. It wasn't Destro who wrote that book. It was a biography of oh. him. Okay. Uh, I did. I did note. I did notice that when they showed it again later, but um, and Gentle's quirk uh, is elasticity. He can basically make anything inorganic, including the air, elastic. elastic. 
so he can bounce uh, bounce off things or cause people to bounce off things. And so the the early tell on that was one of his videos. Yeah, and we was, saw we saw the convenience store like all wobbling. Now it makes now sense. You see it. Now it makes sense. But at the time, you were it could just as easily have been like a stylized sort of. See, that's what I thought at first too. Until I realized exactly, the effect. I was like, oh, it was a clever way to, to disguise it. I love that they play with the typical animation tropes in that respect. Um, and really, when uh, Deku confronts him, because Deku had to run to the run to the hardware store right next door to the. Uh, to the cafe where also the he went was. to a convenience store first. Yes, to grab something he hoped they'd have it, um, and then went to the uh, went to the hardware store because they, they needed to get uh, he needed to get some more rope for his part in the concert because the, he noticed that the rope that he and um, Aoyama uh, were using was all frayed and he didn't want something to happen. And of course, him being the cautious one, wanting to make yep. sure. He doesn't fall. Because they're friends, and he doesn't want his friend to get hurt because of him. Because he didn't pay attention to that sort of thing. Where would he get his cheese at midnight on his <laughs> deck after that? Well, probably from one of the from one of the other, like, uh, one-for-all torchbearers or something based on that last thing. But getting, getting back to the school festival thing. Um, but Gentle basically admits the only reason he wants to get into UA is... Literally because the because of all the security things that they have up, and because they're on high alert, and he's like, if I can get in there, while my name will be, then everyone will re- will remember my name. And La Brava, we see some flashback for her as well. She was she's just kind of a girl who has very sort of stalkerish tendencies. Well, she also has self esteem issues. Self esteem issues because yeah. she's very very short. Mm-hmm. Like she's practically midget height. Yep, and really, though, her stalkerish tendencies and the way she atta- she sort of latches onto somebody is it feeds into her quirk because her quirk, love, literally allows her when her. she declares her love for somebody, it boosts them. I wonder if that's part of the reason why she's so withheld because the power that she has and can give might be pushing her to actually find someone to be with. That's what I was that's what I was getting getting at cuz in the flashback we saw that there was some boy in her class that she way back in middle school middle in middle school that she had been stalking. She sent him a letter like well pages and pages like, of stuff. He says on like a three-page letter about like everything about his and life. And he like, and oh. he was just sort of laughing about it with his friends and this just sort of devastated her that he did not reciprocate her feelings. I'm wondering if that's part of how her quirk functions, that it has to be reciprocated if the... Uh, if To make it fully function. To make it function fully, yeah. Because um, she uses it when Deku manages to intercept, take the boat, the two of them down, and that took some doing, because... Um, <laughs> that air blast was just so genius. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another thing. Deku had received some new gloves from Meihatsume, uh, which allowed him to harness his... Uh, his like flick the air uh, technique with, air without with you know without like breaking his finger or giving or having too much of the fractured of any kind. Uh, not just that, but you know it it helps negate some of the physics about it because with the way that of that thing, yeah, it will break his finger, but also precision. It, it helps with the precision, but you notice the little like cuffs on it retract up closer to his hand and then push back. 
from the recoil of it. It helps distribute that so it's not shooting back on his arm as well. So he doesn't have to worry about breaking his arm along with the fingers exactly. and um, which is only going to become more and more important as he gets stronger and stronger with his core. We also got to touch on Labrava finding him mm-hmm. at her lowest point. Yeah. Um, in in the flashback, at, you know, in, at this point, I think it was implied this was like later after she'd gotten into high school. I don't think yeah, she was a lot, you know, a she, lot older. She, she was older uh, by that point, but I think it had been a case of many times she had tried to uh, get with somebody and they just did not reciprocate. And so she had basically, she was at her lowest point and was on the verge of probably on the, about ready to start thinking about commit, su- committing suicide when she ran across Gentle's first video and immediately latched onto him. And so they, uh, and so she went, she well, used her. Ha- it was also what he was saying in the video mm-hmm. to look, look to me kind of thing. And she was like, got it done. I'm there. And she she's a self-taught hacker, too. Yeah. Which they touch on later on. In the, and and uh, very good at what she does. But she, like, hacked into his uh, his account, found out where he lived, came and basically said she wanted to help him. And... He accepted her right away. Exactly. And that, of course, only helped feed into her, uh, feed into her uh, attachment. And he tried to keep her... At sort of at arm's length with his crimes because he's like, I don't want you to end up getting arrested because of me. Because of my misdeeds. Yeah. And she basically said, no, I'm all in. Um, but when uh, she powered up powered up uh, Gentle in his fight with Deku, it still didn't matter. <laughs> he like he went full ham on, on Deku, well maybe not full ham, but powered up and hit him with a super powered blow and Deku's just like, I've been hit by Stronger. <laughs> I've fought Stronger and have won. And, and beaten them. And Gentle was immediately like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> this, is, this is where it's going, huh? Um, Deku managed to take him down. And Gentle had just enough left to th- sort of throw him, throw him away. Just as, uh, what is it, Hound Dog? Was, yeah, Hound Dog and Ectoplasm. Turned up. Oh, a bunch of ectoplasm coins. Yeah. And <clears throat> Gentle immediately turned himself in, claimed that Labrava had been somebody that he had kidnapped and brainwashed to try to push, to, to try to uh, prevent her from getting uh, the same treat, same, treated as a criminal like he was. And when Deku turns back up, and Deku's got all, got his injuries from the fight, uh, he basically says, yeah, I, I recognized him from those videos. Uh, and we he, sparred. And, well, he said he was... I figured out he was going to pull some joke on, on on the school, so we sparred. And yeah, basically... It was a friendly spar. Yeah, and, you know, admitting something close to the truth without basically making things worse for him. And the thing was, Deku was holding back Oh yeah, hard. Because he, well, and as he he explained, you know, it was one of his toughest fights because they were so similar. It's their drive, their passion. Mm-hmm. To want to basically help people. You know, Gentle wanted to help people. You know, even when he was being a criminal, he was still trying to call attention to bad stuff. That's why, you know, he's an anti-hero. Um, we found out later that uh, after they... Uh, Gentle and Bravo had been arrested. The cops, you know, are 
impressed that uh, she's self-taught and sort of trying to compliment her about that, trying to get, get her to open up, but she's just sort of like completely shut down. Yeah. Because, you know, the love of her life essentially has been arrested and she's probably, probably never going to see him again. But as for Gentle, you know, the cops basically called bullshit on the, on the brainwashing thing. They're like, there are ways to tell if somebody's been brainwashed. But he won't, he won't give her up because of that. But then they also uh, essentially are going to give him a second chance. They're like, yeah, we believe in second chances. You haven't committed any huge high-value crimes. You haven't committed none of you're not like You're not being or... like a terrorist like the League of Villains have been. You haven't been murdering people like Stain was. I wonder if they're going to give him a second chance to try to get his provisional license or some kind of work on the force. So, you know, and... Send him to an agency to get him... Rehabilitation is, is the key, you know, which is how things should go. Granted, not everybody is capable of being rehabilitated. That is, not everybody is mm. open to being rehabilitated. Gentle is probably very open to being He's rehabilitated. probably one of the few, I would say, is... Re- can be rehabilitated because he wasn't really doing it to be a criminal. Right. He was doing it to be not forgotten. Yeah. Um, to be noticed. Then we got the school festival stuff. We got to see the concert. Um, Which is awesome. Oh, yeah. The concert was awesome. Ari was there. Got to, got to see the concert. And she and we got to see so her smile. Horrible. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ari needs to be protected at all costs. <laughs> She's just the cutest little thing. Oh, yeah. Um, she was having a great time. And then we saw what Deku had gone to the convenience store for. He had gotten the ingredients together to make her a candied apple. Like she had mentioned, she loves apples. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned a can- what a candied apple was She's to like, her. Oh, candy apple. What's dead? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just she is so adorable. And we now find out she's moving in to the teacher's dorm. Uh, because, well, she has nowhere else to go. And uh, because she was abandoned by her parents, or her surviving parent, anyway. I have a theory on what happened to her parents. Because of her quirk and not knowing how to control it, probably reverted them back to... She reverted, at the very least, her father all the way back. Um, And it turns out she is the the blood relative of the head of the Shia Saikai. We still in a coma, yeah. But they reiterated that here. Yeah. Um, And... Freaking... Well, and they now they, overhaul they, they, under, they understand her how her court works. That the horn that she has is the source of her power, and uh, when her power is at its weakest, it's you know it's like a nub, and it grows as as her power starts building up. And her horn had shrunk, but it's growing a little bit again. So she needs to be around somebody that can keep her quirk under control, like Aizawa. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but uh, that means she's going to be around. And uh, uh, Sun Eater basically said to Mirio, it's like, well, maybe when she gets control over her, better control over her quirk, you know, it might give some hope for you, you know, that she could rewind it back so that he can get his quirk back. Yep. Um, so that was a nice little happy thing there. Uh, class 1B. Uh, we saw part of their their little, oh weird God. little weird little mishmash of stories. Science fiction and it, I mean, it was a, um, there was Romeo and Juliet's with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. <laughs> it was just Hobbit and the well, no, the Hobbit. Well, the the Hobbit is Lord, Lord of the rolls Rings rolls into that into the, into Middle Earth. Um, it was just everything. <laughs> yeah, it was just what the 
is this? And you yeah, could even, you, you even see some of the other teachers, you know, not teachers, students afterwards, just sort of like, I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> but the, they still enjoyed it, but it was just like, what the f*** was that? <laughs> we, got to see part of the, we got to see part of the beauty pageant with, uh, Ke- with uh, Kendo, Kendo and uh, Najire and the other one. Uh, the one with the noble woman's laugh. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, was doing the, oh! like, strange as hell. Yeah. How the hell did she win? Just I being, don't know. Being the biggest spectacle, I guess? Maybe, but uh, Najire ended up winning. You know, she did like a little air dance thing and left little glowing trails in the air to make like a flower. Yeah, it was a, it looked like a blooming rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ended up winning, so yay! Happy things there. Um... And then we got into the the closing two episodes of the of the season. First one touched on the uh, Japanese uh, hero billboard chart. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, which is literally, you know, this is where how All Might was declared the number one hero. He was number one on the charts. <laughs> and which was what was it ranked by uh, hero work uh, approval rating approval by... rating and. There was something else I can't remember. I'm exactly. pretty sure there were three things. Um, I just can't remember the third. And so we and we got the top ten. And I did jot them down as they were going. So Ryukyu um, cracked the top ten in this with this one. Oh, she, she dropped down. Oh, she dropped down. Yeah. Okay. And she well, and to hear her talk, she was like, "I don't deserve to even be in the top ten uh, Was how she phrased it. There was the samurai-looking guy like Yoroi Busha or something like that. Yeah, he dropped down as well. Yeah, he also dropped. Then there was uh, the laundry hero, Wash. <laughs> Wash! That's all? <laughs> That's all he like says. You know him from the commercials, and I'm like, okay, so he's definitely... Uh... Got an approval rating that way because of popularity. That's just so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamui Woods is number seven. And he had moved up greatly from where he was. Yeah, he wasn't even in the top ten. Yeah. Um, then there was, I think, Crust. It was like from the manly school of heroing or something. <laughs> I kind of want to... And he, he, he had a lot of vibes of... Um, God, what's his name? The whirlwind guy. Yeah, yeah. The same sort of... Yes! <laughs> real passion. passion. Just in no volume control. I, I, love the, I love the passion characters. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out he did actually go to that school or something. It would be, it'd be hilarious. And then there was like the bunny hero, Yuko. Um, we don't know much about her. I think she moved up. I think so. Uh, Ed Shot was number four, um, and then the, in the top three we had Best Genist. He actually moved up because I think he was like number four previously, and he ranked number yeah. one, he ranked number one in approval rating because of his involvement in uh, in the Camino incident. Yep, with uh, Camino Ward. Hawks at number two, which was previously three, mm-hmm. but before then he just like, came out of nowhere. Yeah, because he just sort of rocketed up in the approval ratings. Um, and we saw why. He is a very personable person. Uh, just well, ca- after that part. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. We saw how he could have risen in the ranks so quickly. Because during that time, he uh, they were doing the, like, oh, say say some things. Well, that was after they uh, finished going through the whole, going through the whole thing. And number one was Endeavor. Of course. Uh, in a new, in a new uh, outfit with giant shoulder pads. <laughs> Looking like, like, look like a freaking Titan from Destiny. <laughs> what? I think it was used to help uh, angle his fire for boosting. Probably. For flight. Or like channel it back behind him so, so he could do that. You know, he's not flying, he's just not falling. <laughs> um, 
that again came later, but after uh, they announced the top ten rankings, they then had the top, they interviewed like each of the top ten people, and most of them were just sort of like, and some of them were being humble, they were like, I don't deserve uh, this ranking, there are other people that deserve it more than me, sort of thing, or I'll do better next year. <laughs> Sort of thing. The whole time Hoffs is yawning, falling asleep, making snide comments. And he finally like interrupts. We don't get to hear Best Genius at all because he just sort of skipped. Uh, oh yeah, because Best Genius was well, uh, in the hospital still or recovering. Oh, that's right. Because he had actually tried to go up against uh, All for One, and well, he didn't have a choice. All for One just appeared. Yeah. Um, but Hawks basically was like uh, so. Yeah, that's all kind of boring. Uh, and he's, he basically says, like, the ranking system, how how the top ten... How it's the like ranking, it should really be approval rating, not do work and everything else. And he's like... Well, no, I don't think it was just that. Yeah, I think he was just trying to imply that there were it, there were ways that you could improve the thing so you get a more actual clo- close to the approval rating thing. Because, as he pointed out, Endeavor placed number four. And in terms of approval ranking, and yet he's the number one hero. Um, and then when Endeavor had to basically say something, he was just sort of like, there's not much else to say. Watch just, me. Just watch what I do. <laughs> Which is entirely in the in, uh, in keeping with his general personality. He's like, he wanted, to, he just wanted to surpass All Might because that's just how he's wired. Uh, but he is actually... Tr- driven to be a hero, not just I want to be he didn't want. He also didn't want to default one. Mm-hmm. He wanted to, to earn it. Earn it. In a sense, he did earn it now, but at the same time he's always going to have that in the back of his head. And you've also have we missed the opening of that episode was the Wild Wild Pussycats. We got a, no, a that's guest right. appearance they, they, from they them. Visited, they visited uh, UA. Um, Ragdoll admitted that she's still powerless. Uh, but Still the, bubbly. Still bubbly and everything. She's like, I'm just going to work from behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, they also revealed that they'd gotten a letter from Tartarus Prison, from All for One, who, basic, who basically said, "I could restore her, restore her, you her powers. You just have power. to let me use my use my use use my my quirk." And they basically said, "Yeah, we don't trust that because we don't know how many powers he has." Um, I wonder if one of those. Um nullifying bullets would work on him? I don't know. You know, well, unfortunately, we'll never really find out because the only people who have them are the League of Villains. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that Shigaraki is not going to condone uh, them using one of those things on All for One. Yeah. Um, That's the one time that those would be actually, you know, useful, like a non-rehabilitatable villain mm-hmm. take their quirk away. Um, but for somebody, but for a villain who has a force of personality like All for One, because All for One does have a lot of, does have that, yeah, you know, the, the charisma aspect of things, uh, that will, uh, you, that, you can't take that away with a, with a, uh, with a quirk nullifying bullet, unless, unless that actually is their quirk, like with Deku, because <laughs> I'm still convinced that's what his quirk actually is. Quirk nullifying bullet. Actual one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> we, we can we can end his reign of power, but it's, it, it's that's against the rules. Can't mm-hmm. do the law. 
That's not long. Uh, and Hawks then basically uh, said to Endeavor, it's like, I want to team up with you because there's a thing I've been noticing. And they take some to some restaurant so they can so he can basically explain that there have been there have been reported sightings of Nomu around the country. There's never there's n unfortunately there's not been any real hard evidence of things. People but people have Whispers. been disappearing. Uh, people have been disappearing. We don't know who is really making the no the Nomu. Yeah, we found them in uh, Camino, but we don't know how many others there are. And while this is going on, we got a brief glimpse of Dobby. Uh, going to a Nomu that he called High End. And we found out why he's called High End late, High End because that Nomu attacked uh, Endeavor and Hawks and it can think. It, it can, can talk. talk. And it, it can analyze. It can make rational decisions. And it can strategize. Yep. Which is very, very, very dangerous. Especially with a Nomu, it's uh, one of the things that have like five plus quirks. And this almost, one, and this one, have this one could fly. It could regenerate, and it could basically shed other lesser Nomu. We saw that happen. He did that. He also had kind of like that quirk we saw with um, All for One, the enhancing his muscle, extending it out, mm -hmm. spikes throwing people around. Yep. Um, and it was a. It took a lot of doing for Endeavor to actually manage to beat it, and he lost an eye in the process. Because he tried to inc he tried to incinerate it, and it when it saw that it couldn't get out of the way fast enough, it ripped off its own head and threw it aside, because the head is uh, what you need to destroy. <laughs> and Hawks, well, Hawks, you know, has wings, but he can detach his feathers, sh change their shape slightly, but he can also control them independently. So he could like detach like all of his feathers, and then make them fly around and just like move debris out of the way, grab people and f get them out of the way, impale impale stuff or what or whatever. It's, you know, it's very versatile. Just but not he's not meant for fighting. Yeah. He's a very good rescue hero. He's a good rescue hero. He's good at speed, but no, he said like he he's not good at, against power types. Yeah. It depends on the quirk of the person that he's going up against. And a, and the Nomu all basically have power works strength always mm -hmm. regeneration always and resilience uh but hawks managed to get get involved to uh minimize some of the collateral damage and uh get people out out of the line of fire and then used a bunch of his feathers to boost uh endeavors well i well one of the things uh before that was the nobu took endeavor pushed him through a building, and then drug across the whole building, making it collapse. So that's when well, we got yeah, to see. it detached, like, the top half of it. It was, it hadn't yet started toppling, but it, it, was, start, it was starting to. And that's when Hawks basically cleared everybody out of there. And Endeavor used a combination ability where he would use it to slice up the Nomu and the building so there'd be less debris. Mm -hmm. well, like more, more debris, but less damage from a giant chunk of a building falling and Hawks was able to get that out of the way from mm -hmm. hurting anybody and then but then uh, it just started shedding lesser Nomu to distract Hawks and tie up uh, lesser heroes as well because there were a couple of lesser heroes that that ran in to try to help probably on patrol uh -huh. and the, finally like Hawks gets involved in the fight to distract the high end 
and uh, allow Endeavor to build his his uh, firepower back up, and then basically used his feathers to accelerate him so he could close up to the to the Nomu, jab his fist into its mouth, and then rocket himself into the into the stratosphere so that he could then unleash his like ultimate move. Uh, he went Providence, yeah. Well, he went supernova basically, but yeah, he's like he even commented on it, it's just sort of like I. He hated the old school motto, but even here it's, <laughs> he thought it was appropriate. It's time to go plus ultra, and that he did. Incinerated the thing, and, and all, all while the whole world's watching, including, including his to- kid, his Todoroki, um, his two, his, two of his Natsu, siblings, and I can't remember his eldest sister. I can't remember her name either. I, and, and, and the irony, and the irony on on an ice powered uh, son, because I got the impression that Natsu there. Uh, has more ice powers than fire powers. Oh, by hair. <laughs> by the hair, yes. But also just from the commentary that he he made in the scene with their mother. Uh, that it's just like, cold doesn't really bother us, does it? Uh, something along those lines. Oh, the cold the, irony, the, I, the irony of a character called Natsu having ice powers. <laughs> also, the fact that when... And before this, Endeavor's trying to get more... It was trying to be more be more approachable, more personable. Went up to somebody that you know had he, noticed him and was clearly a fan, and the and the fan was <laughs> pink hair, pink hair with a scarf, a yellow scarf with a checker pattern. Yeah, it's uh, just like it's fucking Natsu from Fairy Tale. Like, literally, is Natsu. As but, soon as I saw him the very first time yeah, when I was watching it, I had the same thing. I haven't even watched Fairy Tale, but I know the character with from. Nami, I, I see, I'm like, is that the guy from Fairy Tale? <laughs> It was pretty damn pretty. Damn so you funny. know, homage definitely. There's oh, yeah. no accident. Th- that was not an accident. Um, <clears throat> like the pink hair, I would accept. Yes, but the yellow, but with the yellow check, the yellow checker scarf. Nah, sorry. Because nah, that's 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 even pink hair is kind of weird in this universe too. So not too much for like, for guys. Yes, that's true. Because I mean it, <laughs> but. Um, and when Endeavor tried to like, uh, tried to be like, you know, offer like to autograph something for him, the guy's just sort of like, Endeavor, Endeavor doesn't do this sort of thing. That's He's not cool anymore. It's off brand. Like his eyes were crying blood. Yeah. Would that be his quirk or his intense ability of disacknowledging? I don't know. But, but during while like the while the reporters reporting all this, everybody's panicking. Uh, that guy, you know, was like shouting that, you know, look, he's still fighting. Because everyone's panicking. He's like, we don't have a symbol. And that's when he piped up. Yep. And after Endeavor killed the high end Nomu, the, flame, the flames and the smoke finally, finally fade. And there he is, still standing with his fist in the air, just like All Might after his fight with All for One. Still standing, one fist in the air, kind of slumped over. Yep. Just sort of like, yeah, that took it out of me, but I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, look who's ash on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go back now. And, um, and then there was the epilogue that we got. Uh, Deku is asleep in his dorm room. Oh, yeah. And then he has this this dream. And he looks to the... And he's like in this just this sort of dark space. And then he sees a bunch you of people. You notice that it was just the top of his head, his one hand... And everything else was like shadowed. I think that's meant to be a representation of his, uh, of the full cowling. 
that he's only got like that much of the power at his disposal. Because when he looked at everyone else, because he looked to the side and he saw essentially the other torchbearers of One for All. Because, because except for All Might. Except for All Might. Because but these we saw are All, all Might's predecessor. Passed. What? These are all the ones that have died. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously. Obviously. Um, and so, you know, they were all entirely visible. But then Deku looks, looks around and he sees All for One. And he sees All for One's brother. And we see, and he sees like all the for passing one of the... passing the the power stockpiling cork, as uh, what it ended up being, onto his brother, and then the brother turns to Deku and like reaches out to him, or, like takes his hand, the, the like hand, that, the hand that wasn't like all misty, and just sort of like you're the one who has it now, something, something you're, along those lines. So you're the ninth. Holder. You're the ninth, uh, ninth bearer, wielder. wielder, and then we see in you know Deku's dorm. The window suddenly shatters. It cracks and then shatters. And then when we see inside the room, stuff's been uh, in sort of in disarray. Deku's hand has got like the glowing from his uh, activation, from his activation, and the and sleeve, sleeve of his, of his uniform has been has basically burst. I thought he just had a nightmare and threw his action figure. I think <laughs> I think it's meant to be some indication that he is awakening to some new aspect of uh, one saw that he's in. Uh, the sports festival where he, he kind of when channeled he, it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, or channeled more than he had had yet. He yeah. saw those that same thing where he got, and glimpse. then he got the he's, yeah. He, we saw like the stars connecting, and we saw a glimpse of All Might's predecessor. Um, I want to get some more information on them. Man. Yeah, I imagine we probably will, um, because if I remember correctly, or. or wasn't like his All Might's predecessor related to Shigaraki somehow? Uh, that was her. Shigaraki is her nephew or son. He One is he is related to yeah. her some some yeah somehow. very much. And you you just know that that is precisely one reason why All for One went to him. Oh yeah. Because it's just so. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that he has like uh, an incredible quirk. Mm-hmm. But you know, so that. But talking about going back to Endeavor, he's a very complex character, uh, more complex than than we re- than we probably originally gave him credit for. Well, he didn't really give us all that information. This right is true. Start too. But we only. And, but and also, most of our experience with Endeavor came from Shoto. Who didn't exactly have the best relationship with him, uh, and from what uh, we saw from Shoto's siblings uh, in this in this episode, these couple of episodes, they didn't exactly have the best relationship with him either. But oh man, you're not the right kind of child I want. I'm yep. trying to try for another one. And uh, but then his wife, you know, Shoto's mother, basically still still does love him. Even though you know she experienced all kinds of emotional and probably physical abuse from him, oh yeah, uh, and then he had her committed after she scarred Shoto. Um, you're, you're scarring my my prize. And then, she, but she, she basically then uh, says that he has visited. You know, she wasn't always there when he did, because she might have been asleep or 
she heard he was coming and just was like, nope. No, I'm the not, doctors. I'm, the doctors said they would kind of keep if they didn't feel it was acceptable that they would keep her away. Yep. Uh, but he still made the effort. And he brought flowers for yes, her. Yes, I was about to get to well, that. I'm going to cut you off for that. Go ahead. Because <laughs> she had mentioned that it was a flower. When they first met, was her favorite flower. And she only mentioned it once. Mm-hmm. And he has held on to that. So he's got more complexity to him than... Oh, yeah. You know, he got her a flower that she mentioned once and, you know, sent it to her just sort of like, I still do care for you. I still do... Still do love you. I'm just bad at expressing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at expressing it. Now go live in a in a psych ward. You know, and but it, but, so but there was definitely the an, a sort of indication in that in that scene with the, with her children there that they may things may be progressing to the point where she may be allowed to return home or be allowed to leave the hospital at least. You know, so things are improving. You know, there. Um, and her children, while they may not like their father that much, he's still their father. When they saw him uh, getting his ass kicked in that fight with the high-end Nomu, they were like, just run! <laughs> Why are you still fighting? <laughs> they didn't want to see him die, and even Shoto was in, in the same boat at his do- in the dorm, to the point where after he, uh, they saw he was still standing, he, he didn't sort of like collapse on the ground, but he sort of dropped into a crouch and was just like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> so It's a complex relationship there. <laughs> so now with the conclusion of Season 4, mm-hmm. Season 5 upcoming, uh, what do you want to see more of? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think we're going to see... We're going to get some more exploration of the uh, meta-liberation, meta-human liberation uh, army and Destro. Because they've name dropped him a few times twice now. in the season, twice the season with uh, gentle mentioning him in his in his videos, and then as we the saw Hawks Hawks and Endeavor uh, basically doing a brief patrol on the <laughs> there was we saw we saw this we saw this weird guy that apparently like uh, admires Destro and is part of the uh, metahuman liberation or wishes to be part of or which wishes to be part of it, um, like worships Destro was getting ready to. Uh, Go on a rampage, and Hawks just immediately takes him down without even without even looking. <laughs> Which he did a lot of that during the. Uh, I'm just the like that's the that's the kind of thing that you don't name drop things like that unless you're going to start building on them. You didn't have time to do it this season because you were coming up on the end of it. That's fine, but that's something that is gonna get built on in in season five, I think. Um, also, uh, the exploration of what it means to be a bearer of one for all. Oh, we're definitely going to see that. I have a feeling. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what else exactly. Well, we're definitely, I, I think the League of Villains will creep back up again. They had Dobby pop back up right there. See, that's now, with, a, that's with a, no moves in all different places, and they've been kind of lurking in the shadows lately. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been keeping to the shadows because they're like, we need to rebuild our power base here. Um and of course, they've got their hands on the uh, quirk uh, cancelers and the uh, rewind serum. That that's something that they're going to use to start building uh, building some ground support. If they can figure out a way to replicate the uh, quirk cancelers and the and the serum, that's that is a that is something that we're probably going to see more of. 
I'm not sure what else. Um, but I, I suspect the League of Villains, at this point, I would say, have them lurking in the shadows for at least another half season before, before uh, they make another big move. Um, all for one, though. He's only in Tartarus right now because it suits his whatever his goals are. He's like nah, he has so much power. He's like I've if, already set up everything. I don't need to worry about anything right now. I'll just let the he set the dom- he set up a bunch of dominoes over the past decades, and he tapped one of them uh, when he uh, faced All Might last season. Or or yeah. and now you know and the dominoes are still falling, but we're not going to see what that. Oh, for another couple seasons. Not, yeah, it's because he has that. He has that foresight. Not, not in the certain eye sense, but that you know, long term planning kind of thing. That, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And I imagine we'll probably see more of Endeavor next season, also, as he tries to uh, get used to being the number one hero and tries to. Tries to live up to the the mantle of the symbol of peace. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we watch the movie. That's all the different stuff that happens in the next movie. It's gonna blow your freaking mind. <laughs> Heroes and, rising, yeah. And we got the o- OVAs also. Yeah, the OVAs coming up in the next one. But the movie, when it came out <laughs> in theaters, was a. I think it was before. Before the festival even started. So but it, it but it doesn't take place there at all. Okay. Because it has a character in it that we didn't get introduced till eighty seven. It has some stuff that wasn't introduced to eighty six. It okay. had a whole bunch of stuff that I was kind of confused by and didn't know anything about, and it should have come out later. Uh, well, it's just that's how things went. Um, but regardless, that you know, it's the the series is still. You know, like I like I've been saying every single time, the, the little bits of world building that they put in there, the uh, you know the, the fact that there are the actions have consequences in all this stuff. You know, whether that's using your using your quirk irresponsibly or not being careful when using your quirk and causing uh, causing injury to yourself. You know, the drawbacks like to the drawbacks to quirks and the limitations of them, and of course finding ways to minimize those limitations or to push past them to go plus ultra exactly um yeah it's still it's still a great series and if you have been watching this and you are listening to us and haven't been watching the series why get on it it, please it is it deserves your it deserves your attention and and your and your amazing the art style the animation yeah everything is great uh, sometimes they reuse, uh, they, they have voice actors just sort of do multiple parts and the, they don't always get the, make sure to make the voices distinct, <laughs> like with Hound Dog. Well, Hound Dog, when we first heard him, you couldn't tell. Yeah, Hound Dog, when, we, when he was first introduced at one of the ceremonies the school did, it was just, you know, just him barking. <laughs> and barking and howling because um, he got so excited kind of thing. But, he, but here, when he turned up to arrest Gentle... It was basic. It was Bakugo. It was literally just the same actor, same voice actor, dropping into like a, a gruffer Bakugo voice. I mean, could you? Sm- you fought with one of the students from the school. Who was it? You know who it was. You could smell him. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, you don't necessarily know that. But yeah, it was uh, still a great, still a great series. And Sam is looking something up here. I think he's probably looking up who the voice actor yes, was. <laughs> Just to make sure. Is it really? <laughs> I think it is him. Of course it is. No, that's that's. I didn't put his name in there. <laughs> that was the voice actor for Deku. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be even more awkward. Him doing an impression of <laughs> <laughs> Deku doing the Deku's voice actor doing an impersonation of Bakugo's voice. <laughs> that would be interesting. See. I kind of want to see that happen in some flashback sequence where somebody's like, you know, giving their their uh, rendition of what happened, and it's like Deku talking about something that Bakugo did, and he does like Bakugo's voice, <laughs> and then you have the same thing happen with Bakugo trying to do Deku's voice, and it's just sort of like, there's Hound Dog, there he is, different person. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's they were... uh, Zach Bolton and Bakugo's going back up here. Scroll all the way back is Clifford Chapin. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Well, there you Chapin go. Chapin and we. I believe you. You don't have to show me, but... Oh, well, I'm gonna. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zach Bolton was doing a... Doing a Bakugo impersonation. impersonation. Uh, Damn well, one. anyway. Um, I, think we're, I think we're done with this, uh, with this binge. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, so then, uh, we'll be recording our next couple of binges soon. Of course, you'll be getting them later. But for Sam, I am Jay, and we'll see you with the next binge. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.